Basketball is my life. I have nothing else. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. game before I've ever heard. Shooters. That's, that's what we do. Shooters, a basketball podcast. Let's go. Well, we're excited here because it's episode 19. We're almost about to crack 20. And since last time you started us off with some German... I have some German to start us off this time. So let me uh, give it give it a go. I've never spoken any before, so... <clears throat> Just all that confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Sydney Kings umdas grob finale zu gewinnen. And what that means is I still have Sydney Kings to win the whole thing. I don't know how that, get, that went. But guys, give me a little feedback if uh, anyone's listening that can speak fluent German. No, I'm going to say, if, if you say it with confidence, it sounds pretty accurate. So, I was going to try to translate it, but yeah, oh, I reckon I would guess something like that. Yeah, my bad, my, my bad. How, well, how's your week been? Uh, what, any news? Uh, hit me with, uh, what have you been going into? Anything planned for the grand final? Have you been doing any media stuff with that? To hit us with your week. Mm. Before I do, I actually found it funny that uh, last week in my German opening, you never actually asked what I said then, even though it probably was really obvious, but I found that funny that you never was just like, <laughs> what did you even say? Um, but no, yeah, um, game three coming up Friday, game four on Sunday, and I'm heading to New Zealand on game for game four, so that should be good. Got the call up, going to take some, wow. you know, do my content thing over there. Um, so looking forward to that. It's always nice when we get to get to go to places like that um, for a big game, especially if someone walks away with that trophy. So should be fun. Mm, there you go. So have you done anything so far or working on it or nothing too much? You've been just enjoying, enjoying the performance. Nothing too, nothing too big. A um, few projects in the background that are kind of like still loosely related to the season, but a lot of sort of like getting um, past players on, current players on for just like quick sort of like we recorded, we actually recorded on Riverside. Shout out Riverside! Um, but you know, turn it into articles, turn it into social media pieces. Just getting those thoughts. So we had like quite Noy on before um, before his big game. So that's always nice. Um, yeah, just things like that, really. Nice. So when you fly out to New Zealand, will it be mostly uh, just catching photography, videography? What will be like your intent going into that, mm. that game? Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely lots of photography and video. I'm, I'm hoping to kind of get there early enough that we can, um, me and Maddie, this other girl and our team, that we can kind of roam the streets and maybe even interview some fans and do some, do some more stuff like that just to, you know, make, make it more worthwhile while we're over there, see what we can get have some fun with it. Um, so hopefully the time, the timing of landing and everything allows us to do that. But yeah, I'm looking, I've never, I've never gone to New Zealand Stadium, Spark Arena, never shot there. So definitely lots of photo and video, but it's always, it's always funny because I was saying to people from work um, a few years ago when Melbourne won the championship, um, I was there and then like I walked onto the court as soon as the, the final celebrations hit, but I always struggle whether to switch my camera to photo or video mode. I'm just like, what's going to be more useful in the short term, in the long term? Like, what will I enjoy most? And it's a tricky decision, but first world problems over here. Mm, no, I like it. That makes sense, though, because <laughs> I, I, I guess they're both capturing very different moments in the same moment and obviously used for completely different things. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a, that sounds like a, a tough a line one. to balance. Yeah. What do you usually find yourself leaning towards or is there particular moments that you want to catch a photo or a video or, or mm, what I, is, what is your thought process behind it? 
It's, I think it varies, but, you know, in classic human behavior, we're never satisfied. So when I'm taking photos, I'm like, damn, that would have made a good video. And when I'm taking videos, I'm like, nah, that would have been better as a still. So um, I think I genuinely, generally maybe lean towards photo. But at the same time, mm. if, if I've got like a project in mind or something, I'll be like, yeah, switch to, switch to video. I know, that's exciting. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been taking some videos uh, of me traveling around Germany a little bit. Mm. So I am actually currently I'm plugging a little, making my own YouTube. So me and Anthony Drimmick uh, are oh, making yeah. a, little, a little YouTube together. But I got up to a castle uh, the other day because, you know, these European castles are absolutely beautiful and filmed a little bit up there and it'll be on the social medias. But there is something about capturing a video and the art of because whenever I take the video it's like oh this looks nothing like how good it looks in real life <laughs> but then the beauty of someone like what you do is you manage to capture those basketball moments and make them look as good as what they do in real life which isn't an easy feat mm, it's always yeah isn't, isn't it funny like when you're in that moment and you're like you see what you see, but then when you're videoing it or doing whatever, sometimes it's like it's great to look back on. Other times you're just like that actually doesn't represent as like as well as I would have hoped. But that's cool. So you so Drimmick's doing some like editing, right? Or is he actually yep. gonna be featured on the channel as well? No, so far it's just edit editing. But when I'm in Adelaide, we might have to get him on the channel and get him in front of the camera as well. So asking him some questions and having some fun with it, and and just doing some little mindset stuff similar to what I've been posting on my Instagram and kind of building that brand of helping people believe in themselves. For sure, for sure, I love it. I'll have to keep an eye out for those videos and critique them maybe. No, hundred, no, yeah, no, you, I'm always keep asking it. you for feedback. That's true. I'm all ears. So I'm, I'm happy to help. Uh, but enough about me. What's um, You guys played your first game, Germany. Mm. How did you guys go? Give us the rundown. Yes, we did. Well, um, as you guys know, we have a little run sheet that has uh, done a great mm. job. And so I'll lead us into food, into the pregame, because obviously that's something that a lot of people are pretty picky about. I'm not. So we were on a away game. Uh, so we traveled two hours on the bus the day before, trained, stayed in the hotel. And the food is honestly very, very similar to Australia. Mm. There's like small little dishes, like there's some little potato salad type things I'd never seen. But everything else was similar. Bread is absolutely delicious over here. Um, so at the bakery <laughs> is where I've been spending a lot of the time. But you really find that in Australia, our food is a weird mix in between European food and American food. And so we get like kind of in between, but food's been awesome. So I never had to stress about that going into the game. And then I've had first away game. I've heard so much about the European crowds and it definitely didn't disappoint. They had the full drums, uh, I think on both ends of the arena going crazy. It was a sellout uh, week in advance. It was about 5,000. Uh, people, so it felt like a little bit of a Jack Jumpers atmosphere, uh, just just rooting against us. And um, it was a tough game. Uh, they they're a really good team. They're top five, I think. And uh, yeah, we uh, we 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 lost. We uh, kind of had a, a rough start to the third quarter where they blew the lead out to about 16, 17, 18 points, and then we just couldn't call it back. But I found my feet. Uh, missed my first shot. I was a little bit nervous. And then for the basketball listeners. So Europe calls travels a little bit differently. So it's going to be hard for me to explain this. But so you have a pivot. So you have a pivot foot. So when you pick up a ball, when you haven't dribbled, you have one foot that you're allowed to spin on. 
right? And so in Australia and in America, you're allowed to throw that throw the ball out uh, and and run onto it off that pivot foot. When in Europe, you're not allowed to. You have to do like a little fancy dribble where you like place the dribble down before you start moving. And so I miss the three and then the very next play, I catch the ball and shoot a shot fake. When I fake shot it, he falls for it. So I'm like, yes, I'm about to get a little layup. I throw the ball out. It's a travel. Uh, And then I'm like, oh no, I've been working on that move all week because obviously it's something that Guys take some time to transition. But then I found my feet, ended up with 17 points, three rebounds. And as I was texting you, it was a very Jack McVay game. And so, Darren, what is a Jack McVay <laughs> game? What is a Jack McVay standard game performance? Oh, I gotta, I gotta, surely I got to directly quote what you, how you described it. Um, but actually, no, the main part that I remember you describing it as was um, you described some quirky little layups or quirky offensive moves and I think just the word quirky was perfectly described because you do have a certain um, oh, I suppose everyone has a certain way they they play but um, yeah I like the way you described that but yeah I think the stat line itself like 17 points it's um, sometimes um, I know watching NBL games with you in it um, sometimes it's just like I wonder what Jack has and like even if it feels like a semi-quietish game you're always around that 15 to 20 mark so it does sound, it does sound like that type of game um, I was going to say what do um what are the crowds like compared to like australia versus europe like the way you're describing them almost makes me think it's almost like i don't know more like collegey or something like with like with the drums and the band or something like does it feel i suppose but in saying that i actually described tasmania the one time i was there that felt what i'd imagine what college would feel like was sort of like the crowd on top of you and stuff like that Mm, the crowd was definitely on top of you. It was a smaller arena uh, with like, you know, steeper, steep stands and, and it was loud in there. And I would definitely say the difference between Australian crowds and let's say uh, college crowds or European crowds is there's an area that people go to be crazy. I think AFL has it where like people go and drink. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Uh, like and there's like you know the people that get together and like they know they're going to be rowdy all game well in college you have like the student section where obviously students go cheap tickets they stand up all game they have chance they go crazy what i found in europe they only i've only played one game but it was the same thing there was two areas where they did not sit down the entire game they had the drums going they were loud they were standing uh, and that's kind of something that in Australia doesn't necessarily have. There's no section yeah. where you go if you want to be crazy and everyone's <laughs> going to be rallying yeah. around each other. You know, like you see the, the soccer over here, obviously they have the flares and they, they're going wild where, where in Australia it kind of doesn't have that section that is yeah, full true. of passionate people. And so they had that section, which I think is the biggest difference. Mm, that's a good point because I think uh, Duke basketball, like the college over there, they I think they even call that section just flat out the crazies. So, you know, works yep. well. Um, I was just looking back because as soon as you said how did you describe a Jack game, um, I was like, how did Jack actually word that? But Jack was like, and I hope you don't mind me reading this yeah, out. It's okay. But, uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> not many defensive mistakes, play solid, hit open threes, do some funky little drives and score. Always pretty calm and consistent, but then bring energy and some flexes. So, you summar- uh, funny enough, you summarize your own game very well, don't you? Um, <laughs> Thanks. Just, just found that interesting. But uh, first home game, when's that again? It's coming up. Yep. So this Friday, uh, so yep. very excited to be playing in front of the home crowd. It'll be good. It'll be a, a game that we can win. It'll be 
it'll be big time. They'll sell out last game, which was four and a half thousand. So hopefully it'll be in, it'll be rocking in there, and I can bring some energy. Mm. Um, what number are you again over there? I am number nine. So oh, I'm still the, number nine. Yep, yep. Okay. I, was, I was lucky that no one on the team was number nine. But there is has been a little bit of controversy. So well, we're gonna. Go. It's nothing too juicy. I, I was meant to save it for the hot or not, but we're gonna have to sneak oh. it in right here. So we'll sneak yeah, a real, it. real quick one in. Is because I want to complain about it. Deserves a little bit. Of, <laughs> is we're we're playing in shirts. I was I was about to ask why you're wearing undershirts, but yeah. So you have to. No, no. So yeah. So we've we've got the old. The NBA did it a couple of years ago. So we're playing in shirts, proper shirts. It's got number nine on it. It's got the everything and so i swear one of my shots missed because i felt the pull of the shirt uh (laughs) you know the refs were intense on tucking it in they told me about four times to tuck my jersey in too i was like get off my back so we're going to get a quick hot or not the jersey shirts would you ever play in it do you like them no hate it don't don't like it i remember the first time the nba did it and i was like why like i don't under firstly i don't understand why like how do people sell that to teams or whatever as in what is the purpose behind them? Like, is there any actual uh, research into this that shows why teams actually want to wear them? That I don't understand. I don't I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. I'm with you. I remember vividly the, the scene of LeBron James. Remember ripping, yeah. ripping his, like, yeah. uh, his shirt open. It might have been a playoff game or, or a serious game, and obviously that became iconic. So now I have an excuse for any time I miss because I can just blame so the that, shirt. So they are a bit restrictive, though, like just even if it's Oh, a definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was going to say, surely, surely they would be just from the outside, but um, do you reckon there'll be any number nines uh, in Germany by the time you leave? You, re- you reckon you're going to make a really good impression that number nines is going to float up there? I got 10 weeks. Let's see what I can do. So hopefully <laughs> I can get one number nine in the, in the stand before my time's done. Oh, I'll tell you what, I should have, uh, I, should, I shouldn't be saying this, but I should just rock up with somehow a custom, um, what do they even call your team? Like MLP something, right? MLP Academics. Like MLP, okay. So I should rock up with somehow an MLP Academics number nine. When I make yeah. it over to Germany, um, I think that's almost official. So that'll be pretty cool. I shouldn't have said that. I should have just rocked up. Oh, breaking news. I know you should have <laughs> just appeared at my front door. It means I've got to go find a mattress, but we'll get the place sorted and it'll be no, good. We'll sort it out. Um, hype someone up. Who have you got this week? Hype someone up. I just want to hype someone up. Go on a bit of a rant. Anyone that's caught our attention, just give him some love. Well, am I going to go with the obvious one? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, go for it. I mean, <laughs> I I'm, didn't I'm, do I'm, it, so... Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, i got to go with the obvious one. Obviously, some, some very, very exciting news in the NBL, which is Xavier Cooks uh, has made a dream a reality. And that is he signed the NBA contract. So he'll be heading out post-finals. He'll be flying out to the Washington Wizards, playing for them the rest of the season and as well next year as well, signed a a contract for next year. So he signed a a one-and-a-half-year NBA contract. And I tell you what, it is unbelievable, not only for the league, but for him. So a great guy, great competitor. We've seen the progress of him get better every year. And I'll chuck in an interesting fact. In the last 15 years, there's only been three Australians to win the NBL MVP. And all three of them have played in the NBA, which is Anstey, yeah, Dave Anstey, Andrew Bogut, and now Xavier Cooks. 
That's a, that's a great start. That's a very good start. I Thank think you, you mean Chris Anstey, right? Chris, <laughs> Dave, not Dave Anstey. Dave Anstey. <laughs> Chris Anstey, my bad, my bad, many, my bad. No, on them. I was, right. Yeah, I had the stats lined up perfectly until that yeah. point. You nailed it and I was going to be like, that's a great stat, but then you threw me. Um, that is yeah. a very good stat though. I like that. I like that. No, it's super cool. And I think, like you said, getting the one and a half or two year deal was almost, I wouldn't say flew under the radar, but like a lot of the times when Aussies or people come go from the NBL to the NBA, it's like 10 day contract and stuff, which is obviously great still. But the fact that this is actually, yeah, like a two year deal, it's pretty, it's very special. So um, I'm just curious to see how he's going to go. Like I hope he gets some burn. I hope it's not one of those ones where it's kind of just like like G League or something. So, yeah, I, I reckon it's it's super cool. I, I'm going to say I didn't expect it. Like I didn't expect yeah. a, a two year deal, um, wow. anything like that. So super cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, he's on that roster, so they're they're going to bring him over to play. I mean, we've seen Jack White getting minutes. Who's on that yeah. that two way contract? So he's part of that team. He'll be doing preseason. He'll have some time to like settle in and figure it out because. Like at all leagues and new experiences, you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to need to make some learning growths. And, and who knows, he might like shoot into a, a player that we've like didn't know he was capable of becoming. I mean, we see the success Josh Giddy's had. Uh, yeah. And he, he was good in the NBL, don't get me wrong. But Xavier right now is playing at a, at a level, MVP level. And so he could go over there and tear it up and... And who knows what he can achieve when he when he hits that court flying, bringing what he does. There's not many players in the world that can that can handle the ball the way he does and find, get two feet in the paint and find find open guys. Yeah, no, nah, it's very true. I got a question for you. Who do you reckon? I know people always follow this up every time someone makes it, but who do you think, if anyone like currently that's kind of standing in your mind, next NBL to NBA jump? Is there anyone that kind of comes to mind? I think uh, Will has a great chance. I mean, there's not many people that can play uh, with his type of poise. You know, uh, the way he's developing his shot is incredible. I mean, he's, he's, get, he's getting that added to his game. He's got the floater. He's got the size. He's got the athleticism. So I think he has a, he has a great chance. And then I gotta, I'm always backing myself. I mean, mm. who knows? My ability to shoot the ball is world class. I'm six foot eight. Can kind of put it on the floor, kind of post up, kind of do everything. And so... Who knows where I could be in a couple of years. I could be out there battling against Cooks in the NBA. That would be great. Yeah, how about that? I love it. I love it. Um, I was going to – this brought to my attention because Pete Hawley wrote for NBL.com that he, he he pretty much answered this question with some names of himself. So he went Will McDowell-White, which you said. Um, Keanu Pinder, obviously one to keep an eye on. Chris Golding. I've always said if he was – like if the NBA is the way um, it is now and he was just – just a few years younger. Like, I know age is just a number, but, um, yeah. I think if he was just a few years younger, it would be so nice. It would be so cool to see someone like him go over. Um, Sam Froling, DJ Vasilovic. Um, oh, and this one was one that caught my eye because I like, like, a, a dark horse, essentially. And he went with Jalen Galloway. He did say he's got, a long, like, a long way to go, um, but just, like, his athleticism and how he's kind of been playing this season... Um, gives him a shot in the future, which I really like the name of because um, it's people like him. You kind of you kind of know he has potential, but then as soon as someone like Pete Hawley, someone like that, puts his name in this kind of conversation, you're like, I wonder if he actually can make it. So yeah, I'm I'm curious just by that headline alone to kind of see how he goes. 100. percent I mean, he's had a great season this year. He's taken steps, mm. leaps and bounds forward on a team that is 
obviously a championship contender. And so to find minutes as a young fellow on a team like that is hard to do. You're bringing in great imports. You've got your set pieces that have already won. And he's managed to find a way, make impacts, help win games. And that's a credit to the young fella. Another name I want to chuck in there real quick because I think sometimes he goes undeserving. And I probably think he's the best defender in the league is Bull Quoll. I mean, he can yeah. shoot the ball. He's got the size. He's starting to find his aggression and making plays and putting it on the floor. And, and obviously, he can defend it at a world-class level. So who knows where he could be in a couple of years as well. Mm, I'm going to call him a shooter's podcast favorite because we both seem to we both seem to like to bring him up and we're, we're obviously big fans of his. He was actually on the, the list with a few other names as well down the bottom. Oh, nice. So yeah. It's, all, it's always interesting. Um, another from one MVP... Actually, no. I was going to hype someone up just quickly and then yeah, we'll go nice. on to an, another MVP. But it's all about the Sydney love. Um, I just love Justin Simon's game in game two. Um, I think I said this to you. I've said this to a few other people, but... There's something about those defensive guys, those guys that hustle, those energetic guys. And then to cap it all, all off, they've got that unorthodox offensive game, which is kind of just like awkward at times. But there's something about them that just does it for me. So he, he was super good in game two and like six steals. And he just kept like ripping our man, oh, your man, Will McDowell White a few times. Um, I swear he did it like, it felt like three state possessions. Mm. And then um, in classic him favorite, like sort of in classic him um, nature started celebrating a bit after one of them and yeah us as fans loves those moments so yeah that was a super cool game from him yeah no nah, incredible I agree I mean I, he was the different he was the difference there's a reason he was MVP of the game um, and uh, without him like making those impacts it was that third quarter he got those steals the two dunks in 30 seconds and I mean that just brings a type of confidence and energy that that's tough to match you know you can hit threes and you can make plays but when you see your guy clamping making steals dunking the ball it it brings a kind of confidence to the rest of the team and and he brought that and he it it was fun to see him him go out and kind of really say this is this is me right now this is my team like those two guys are out I'm I'm stepping up I'm gonna win us this game and and let's see where he brings it next game because it'll be exciting to follow yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, arguably, Sydney's two best players were out and Derek Walton Jr. and Xavier Cooks, and he stepped it up. Um, he would, he, Justin Simon would, um, like, guard you some of the time, wouldn't he? Nah, not, not, too much. Much. He, not too much. Yeah, he, oh, he was mind. mostly, he was mostly, <laughs> he was mostly chucked on uh, for us, Milton Doyle, and then Zave would be uh, on me. True. I was going to ask yeah. you, are there certain guys, and you can be honest, don't worry, hardly anyone's listening. Is there any certain guys that you get a little more anxious about when they're guarding you? Surely definitely, there's, definitely. Yeah. There's, there's probably two guys in the league that I'm like, there's only probably two guys in the league that yeah. I feel a little stressed guarding, and that would be Matt Kenyon in practice. Like, he's a pest. Like, he's hands, he's activity, he's deflections, and then Antonius Cleveland who mm. with like with his yeah. energy his ability to he he's allowed to reach he's allowed to make those like gamble plays uh yeah. and he and he goes for him and then his ability to kind of like meet me at the rim and, and make up for other guys mistakes is is good so i'd probably say them two guys are the only guys where i don't feel like i can score on them one-on-one or make plays whenever i want 
Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm. I was going to say before, one MVP to the other. Uh, Kayla George mm. in the WNBL, uh, she walked home with MVP honors. Um, and I just think it's super cool that both Aussie comps, both MVPs, are now going to the WNBA and the NBA directly after that MVP season. So it's pretty simple. Just win MVP and you're bound to be in the NBA or the States. Um, well, the- if only it was a- a- as straightforward as that. Well, there you go. We heard it here first. If you want to make the NBA, just win MVP. We've given Kayla a shout out before on the podcast, but especially today, it's so cool to see her playing in the NBL one, playing in the WNBL and then hitting the WNBA. And, and she's, she's a great basketball player. She gets down low. She's got that little mid-range jump shot and, uh, and she's exciting to watch which you will be going to a game tomorrow night of the WNBL finals. Who's going to be playing? Where's the game at? What's going on? And uh, will, you be, will you be working or are you going as a fan? I'm going, as a, going with a camera in hand. Um, got to yes. yeah, do that stuff. But yeah, it's the Melbourne Derby. I don't know if they call it that, but let's just call it that. Yeah. Southside, <laughs> Southside Flyers versus Melbourne Boomers. So I think it's a, the game, one of the semifinals or yep. yeah, the finals of, yeah. Um, so that should be good. I think anytime two Melbourne teams face off, good atmosphere, good everything. So yeah, me and my brother are actually going to go. We'll probably go like man one end down, like man one end with a camera in hand and produce some cool content. Yeah, that's awesome. And then we'll have to see if you produce more still photography or more videography <laughs> and uh, which one you'll be pulling out in the stops. That's but true. we'll jump Back to the grand final of the NBL. Mm. Who have you got in the next game? Who have you got Mm. in game three? And we might, is it going to go to a game five or is it going to be game four? Where's where's your predictions heading into this this last little round of of NBL hoops? I I just think it's such a weird... Like it's such a weird matchup so far. Like I think I expected it to be great. I think a lot of people expected it to be great, but it's always been great for some different reasons. Like I, I still don't know how Sydney won that game. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned before, Xavier Cooks and Derek Walton Jr. out, but people like Quatnoy, Justin Simon, Vasilovic, Jordy Hunter, those guys are just like great. And like I still don't know how they won, but it shows um, yeah the talent and grittiness of that team. But selfishly. I wouldn't mind it being over in game four. Uh, yeah, game four, just because I'll be there. So, you know, yep. it's, already, it's already planned. I'd love to, um, you know, walk out on that court, as we mentioned before. But in saying that, if it goes to a game five, you know, I might be able to get there as well. So if I'm there, I'm happy. That's my answer. I'm, I'm selfishly putting Darren as the priority. Uh, I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but the only problem with your answer is you didn't oh, give yeah, me true. who's going to win. So you, uh, picked a, you picked a day, you picked a game. I, I need to know who you're picking to win the whole thing. Oh, you saw through that, did you? Did you, yeah, did you I notice did. that? Yeah. Um, look, at this stage, I reckon I'm going to go to New Zealand. I'd, I just think whatever, which I, it's hard to go back on. But yeah, I, I just think Xavier Cooks' health, Derek Walton, even if they're back fighting, I still... I still kind of like New Zealand's chances from here. What about yourself? Mm, I love it. I love it. I, I believe uh, that you, you're putting the money on the safe bet right now. That You're nervous <laughs> about Walton and Cooks. And so I think they're going to be back. They're going to be battling through. And that game too gives Sydney Kings a lot of confidence. I mean, quite yep. noise. It was out there hooping, so you know he's going to come in feeling good. Simons is, is doing his thing, being a pest, and, 
and his confidence level high, all of a sudden Geordie's minutes are going to be more effective because he's going to be bringing the energy. He's going to know the role he has. And so I'm still back in Sydney. I think it could go to a game five though. So hopefully you're going to be making it to Sydney for game five Mm. because this is going to be some must-watch basketball. I'll have to force someone's hand to be there. I'll have to be there, surely. But, yeah, I, I think there's – yeah, I, I can't argue against Sydney. And in all honesty, I kind of just want those guys to be fully healthy because I feel like that's all you want sometimes. Like, even even the team that wins it, like, say New Zealand wins it from here and Xavier Cooks and Walton play unlimited minutes. Like, I feel like you don't – as the opposition, you still don't want to win like that, even though you're obviously mm. happily taken and it's all about circumstances and stuff anyway. But it'll be very good. That's all I can mm. say. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll, it. it'll be good. Have you got some radar hates to sum up mm. this week? Have you got some, some questions? Radar hate. Great question. I hate it, man. I hate it. <laughs> right. And that's not what this segment is called. I do, I do. And we had some technical dif- difficulties last week. Um, we which did. cut out. We, it cut out one of Jack's answers, which was probably like almost my favorite bit of the podcast, just because I like the way he worded this answer. So mm. you know, if you can if you can word it exactly the same way as last time with as much enthusiasm and everything, that would be great. Um, I can, but yeah, I, can do I, that. I asked if you rated or hated players shaking hands mid game uh, mid series. Mm, I'll give you an answer for this. <laughs> now listen, there so is, this is nothing. Like at the, so this is at the end of game for the people. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just a sports so this is Everyone does it, but yeah, go on. Yeah, so this is playoffs. This is playoff. This is playoff basketball. This is this is do or die. This is this is rivals go against each other. This is where rivalries are created. This is where mis- ma- matchups are made. This is where beef and storylines are created. And so uh, there is nothing I despise more than shaking the other person's hand midway through a series. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the act of you know keeping it on the court. And then respect afterwards. We're, we're friends. We're mates. Uh, you know, there's honor in that. But my problem with a series is that it's it's not over. It's never would you go into a war and win one little battle, shake hands, and then go retreat, and then be back at it the next day. It's not till the 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 white the wider flag is waved, or until the final siren is is sound. So, for example. We actually have a Jack Jumpers song that we play after wins, right? Oh, yeah, and in, yeah, sorry. I think and, I know that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and in the playoffs, we don't play it until the series yeah. is done because we haven't done anything. We haven't, won a, we haven't won the series. We haven't finished a goal. We haven't ticked off a box. We haven't moved on to the next stage. A single winning game is meaningless. And so I think that you shouldn't be shaking hands. And I hope one day that I'm in a series and I've got a good friend on the other side, someone I can reach out to and be like, hey, there's no disrespect in this. It's just we're at war for five, six, seven days, depending on the series, and we'll shake hands afterwards and we'll leave it at that. Mm. That was, I'm going to say, that was better than your first take. That was, <laughs> that was even better. But I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you're dead on. I'd love to see next year, even in the NBL, um, where it happens because it's a it's a different ball game. Like you said, it's not a regular season matchup where it's like, cool, you won, I lost, whatever. Let's move on to our next contest and that. But it's it's a three game, it's a five game series, and it's like I said this last week as well. I think it's it's the emotion and the emotion as well. I think that actually helps people. That that helps you players do what you need to do. 
Um, some might argue that it can be a negative if you're overly emotional. But I just think at the end of that buzzer, like like you said, it's not disrespectful. It's just like let's carry this this in. Let's let's whatever we're feeling right now in this moment, let's bring into into next game and see what happens. And I think that can only make for a better contest. I I 100% agree. We'll have to we'll have to make it happen. We'll have to do a little media piece on it one day together and uh, see if we can organize it. Hey, if you if you say things enough, you kind of speak it into existence. So, hundred percent, like Darren coming to Germany. But yeah, true. <laughs> speaking of Germany, and speaking of my sleeves, we got a jersey question for you. What is your favorite or some one of your favorite MBL jerseys? Uh, it could be a special round. It can be a particular one that stands out in your mind. Maybe a team, just a jersey in the MBL. Or you can give me an NBA example as well if you'd like that you really like, one that you own, maybe an NBA jersey or a particular design that, that you've really enjoyed. Hmm. This is a good question. Um, I'm not just saying this because you're a jack jumper yourself, but the heritage one of you guys, it's I feel like that's arguably like people would, nobody would disagree that's a bad jersey to me. Um, that looks great, hmm. but... I was trying to think as you said that more NBL examples, but I'll give you an NBA one that I want you to go home, well, go home, go away from the keyboard, or you can search it now. I don't mind. But mm. the new Utah Jazz branding. So when it when it was released this season, mm. I feel like people hated it. People hated it. It was just like their original their colors they went from was like green, blue, bit of white in there, and then they kind of just went to fluoro yellow and black, which doesn't make sense. I know, but. I've actually come full, actually not even full circle on it. I liked it to begin with, and I think I've even, um, I like it even more now. So I want you to go back and maybe come back to me next week and see if you like it. Um, just they, tell me what you think, because I feel like people just don't like it. Uh, I'll get back to you. And sometimes being going against the crowd's a good thing, Darren, and it means you have some good taste. So, so mm. I like that. I got to give a quick shout out. One in particular, I love the heritage jerseys too in general uh, not just the jack jumpers but i love i love jerseys or things that give respect to like the people's shoulders that we're that we're being held up on now to be able to play the game we love and so i think two years when i was with adelaide we had the little stars on the sign for how many championships we won and then the brisbane bullets one this year had the names of every single player that ever played in the program on their jersey. Wow. So people don't even realize this. Those red jerseys had everyone's name. So there was Will Magnes, Matt Kenyon's name were on the jerseys and guys in the league. And I love little details like that that really yeah. give respect to kind of the people that have come before because without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we love. Damn, I'd, I didn't even know that myself that they had all the names of the players. That is, that's very cool. Uh, you got, you got an eye for these things. That's pretty cool. Unless Matt Kenyon told him. Just, unless Kenyon and Magne came up to you and were just like, hey... Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe they so. did. But no, nah, we talked about it in the team <laughs> when we were comparing all the jerseys and that was a cool little feature that we, mm. we all gave a lot of props to. Another, another one is the, the Cairns Taipans jersey this year or maybe it was what they wore like later on in the season, that, those black ones. I don't know. Mm. It was either black or dark grey, but they look super cool. Um, what about a jersey in the NBL you hate? Have you got one for that? Dislike? <laughs> There's been a couple. I can't think of any right now, but uh, yes. I'll maybe have to get back to you on, uh, on on something that I'm not a huge fan of. Smart, smart. All right. Oh, well, that was yours. I got one for you. This relates to um, this relates to Sydney kind of playing into that villain role at the moment. But would you at the moment? But would you, if you had a 
preference. Would you rather the Jack Jumpers be a team that everybody loved or everybody hated? Regard like, but the only um, circumstance is that you are successful. So if like you won a championship being the villains or you won a championship being the heroes. Hmm. No, it's it's been fascinating <laughs> to watch. Like how much like uh, a lot of people are are definitely cheering against the Sydney Kings. And I think it comes twofold. I mean, one, everyone wants to see the big dog lose. No one, no one loves running back. Eventually, people started to hate Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. You know, people want to see LeBron James lose. And so, yes, I just compared the Sydney Kings to them too, which is crazy. But, <laughs> but winning basketball consecutively, people aren't going to like it. Um, compared to, let's say, Jack Jumpers the first year, which was a fairy tale story, and people were like, "Wow, this we love." Everyone loves an underdog story. Um, so it kind of comes twofold. One usually means you're consistently finding success. The other one usually means it's a big surprise. And so, I think you know, for a while there, no one liked Perth. You know, people. Mm-hmm rooted against Perth. People didn't want to see Perth win. People were sick of seeing Brass Cotton hit game-winning shots. Um, and so, you know, it must be a, it's a good feeling sometimes when it's you against the world. The boys get united, and I got to go with that. That's a long-winded answer, but it is a good feeling when the boys come together and, and you got that home state supporting you and it's you guys against the world. It's, it can be a great feeling. So it was heroes, right? No, it was villains. Oh, it was but villains. Your own, oh, it was villains, you. but your own. <laughs> okay. No, because Sydney yeah. still loves Sydney, so it's yeah, Sydney okay. against the world, and I, I've got to go with that one. What about yourself? Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I was going to say, you guys would have to do a lot differently if you wanted to become hated by everyone. Let me just say that. Um, yeah. What about myself? Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not a profes- I'm not a professional team, so I couldn't really tell you. I suppose in my play. No, I don't even know. I don't know how to answer that one. Yeah, that's all right. I don't know how right. to answer that one. That's um, all right. What have you got? That was the only question I had for you. I was, gonna, I was going to ask you, do you have any – one more. Uh, same thing. It's the same question on the jerseys because I was going to do a little jersey thing. Do you, and it doesn't have to be basketball. Did you have a favorite jersey growing up? Like of any, anything Ooh. or a favorite jersey, one you used to put on and pretend you were that person, whether it was a soccer <laughs> or football or basketball jersey or one that hung up in your room. And Did you have a favorite jersey and, and, and did it mean anything to you? I don't actually think that I did. That is my mm. answer. But um, I remember early days, like it was a big like sort of footy household. So yeah. although funny story, my, my dad's a massive like Richmond Tigers supporter. And then um, when we were young, like very young, me and my brother changed to Carlton. So ever since then, he kind of he kind of think he's been, he's been a failure as a dad. So yeah. there's that. Um, <laughs> That just kind of well, led into that, but yeah, maybe because he didn't buy you enough jerseys. That <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe not. We clearly weren't attached emotionally attached to a Richmond jersey yeah. enough. Um, but no, I don't know. I actually wasn't. Were you? Were you um, a big jersey um, kid as a kid? Yeah, definitely. I had I had a lot of jerseys, especially it was all basketball. But I had a, a Reggie Miller jersey that I absolutely loved, and then Dirk Nowitzki and LeBron James, and they were kind of my three. My first ever jersey was a Michael Jordan jersey. And I remember getting that for a birthday off my nan. And so I've definitely had jerseys and I used to hang them all up and, and uh, they, they gave me a lot of inspiration. So it's pretty cool when I see like my jersey hanging up in, in kids' rooms and stuff like that because I know I did the exact same thing 
for people I looked up to and and so yeah jerseys are very cool jerseys are a powerful thing and and uh, I miss playing in singlet jerseys already <laughs> <laughs> bring remove the sleeves I reckon yeah. your final game you should rip them off like LeBron yeah. just yeah. do it like that I'm probably um, not strong enough but <laughs> That would be funny, actually. You, you, you go all out and try to do it, then you're just sitting there struggling. Um, yeah. I was going to ask, what did... Oh, no, was there... Did you have... When you were a kid, was there any, like, NBA player or, like, one that stood above the rest for for you? Like, could you name basically your favorite player? Or was it just, like... Yeah, no, it was definitely... It was definitely LeBron James. Like, yeah. just watching yeah, cool. watching what LeBron did. And my first ever game of NBA was watching LeBron and, and him versus Chris Paul. And so I, I still remember that. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it was definitely, I was a LeBron kid, uh, definitely. Perfect. Same here, for what it's worth. I've got one mm. last one for you. Germany or Tasmania weather? Oh, right now I got to go Tasmania because it's cold <laughs> here. It's, it's, yeah. It was minus one the other day and it was freezing. So I am officially miss out on summer this year, but that's okay. It's part of living the dream and getting buckets. That's all right. Yeah, you're doing some pretty cool stuff besides from warm weather. That's all right. Exactly. Um, Grateful for you can lead us off. Wow, this is a negative space. I'm just gonna start chucking up random things I'm grateful for. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. grateful for I've ever heard. I'll lead us off this week where I'm grateful for. <laughs> I'm grateful <laughs> for playing it. Playing. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a chuckle because it's been the whole theme. You can see. You can clearly see I'm mentally rattled by this. But I'm I'm grateful for singlet jerseys, man. I'm grateful oh, wow. for good old fashioned singlets. I'm grateful for what they 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 bring to the game. That they're the standard. <laughs> they're the staple. And so shout out to them. And uh, that that's my grateful for this week. That's a that's a very good grateful for, and I think you've just named this um, episode something to do with sleeve jerseys because um, yeah, I, I actually didn't realize that because I saw you wearing them and I'm like I don't know why Jack has chosen to do that, but mm. that makes much more sense that it wasn't a choice. You were forced mm. into it. Your hand was forced. Yep. Um, what, yeah. My grateful What's your for, grateful for? Look, it's it's probably it's it's a bit more serious than sleeve jerseys. Nah, um, mm. I'm grateful for early mornings. And I, I think I said mm. to you this when it, um, yeah, you're a big morning man, so you'd understand. But um, I said the at the start of the year, one of my New Year's resolutions was just to get up a bit earlier and do, just make more time to do just those extra things. So whether it's like exercise or your own personal projects and stuff, but I've just really enjoyed it. Like sometimes there's going to be mornings where you're just like, yeah, you look, I'd rather, I'd rather sleep in right now. But once you're actually up, it's enjoyable. You get your personal projects done and it means you're kind of like less anxious and stuff during the day for your personal projects, for like time with friends, time with relationships, cooking dinner, stuff like that. Yep. So early mornings, that's mine. I love it. Early mornings are awesome and uh, it's, it's it's good to give those early mornings a shout out because mm. without, without them, productivity would be dropped. Mm. It's amazing how much extra you can fit into a day. Um, yes. That's all I got. Mm. That's all I got this week. What else? Well, you take you take us out with a little outro. <laughs> a little out. I, well, I, I got nothing. Um, WNBL tomorrow night should be good. Your first home game. Whenever you said I wasn't quite listening, um, should be good either way. So episode nine. I'm actually looking forward to episode twenty. It's a milestone. Boom! It is a milestone. It could be. Uh, it could be a review of the grand final, or it could be all talking about game five. That's true. Let's. Yeah, I'm done. We'll see, we'll see you then. <laughs> yeah.